Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I like tacos. sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo. find nothing on the radio uh, you'll turn to that station
Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Black Shirt Mixtape, live on Electromagnetic Radio. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host on this sonic journey for the next two hours or so. And as promised, tonight is nothing but REM. That's right. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. I have a very long history, have a very colorful history with this band. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's been great putting this playlist together for everybody. Um, it was very hard to put this together because where do you really, st- I mean, how did I want to do it? You know, I, I thought about going chronologically. I thought about going, you know, using uh, or, or basically... Uh, like stack ranking the albums and I thought no that's let's just go with the black shirt mixtape theme right just whatever feels good I've got like five songs I know I'm gonna play right now and the rest I'm probably just gonna remix on the fly um but anyway I I I didn't know what to open the show with I went back and forth I changed it like 15 times and I'm like duh I got to open with radio song, right? The opening track off of 1991's Out of Time. Um, gosh, you know, this band has meant so much to me. You know, I, I talk a lot about Radiohead. I talk a lot about, you know, the Beatles. But I feel very fortunate. You know, th- this has been a great, putting this show together has been a great trip down memory lane for me. And it it solidified something uh, that I've known all along. And that is, I feel so fortunate to have grown up in an era where we were witness to bands like REM, The Cure, Depeche Mode, like we watch these bands, you know, get bigger and bigger and bigger. And REM is a great example of that, right? Started out, um, you know, they were formed in, in Athens, Georgia in 1980. 1981 saw the release of their first single, um, Radio Free Europe, off of their, um, uh, I believe it was like the Chronic Town EP, and then Murmur came out. Um in 1983 but college radio played such a big part in this band's rise right like people don't these days they don't understand what it's like to nurture and build upon like grassroots of a band everything is tiktok everything is instant gratification this was a slow burn for these guys i mean they didn't they i don't think that they really hit it big until 1987 86 87 right with with the one i love uh which was their first like big top 10 hit but before then they were struggling you know alternative indie band uh that were real big on the college scene but um drummer bill berry uh started the band they all, all of all of the members were at the university of georgia and uh bill drummer bill berry um guitarist peter buck bassist mike mills and of course lead vocalist michael stipe um, met at the University of Georgia, and the rest is history. Um, and I, I, I am going to play a lot tonight, but it became very evident that the focal point for a lot of this stuff <clears throat> was the one, two, three punch of green, out of time, and then um, automatic for the people. Right, so. I distinctly remember like listening and like absorbing out of time and then automatic for the people, which was the follow-up, right? So, so out of time had losing my religion, which was just this crazy mandolin led track uh, that blew up in the video on MTV. I mean, it just 
thrust these guys into like the stratosphere. And then, you know, how do you follow it up? Well, these guys did whatever they wanted, right? They didn't bend and conform to what uh, everybody else wanted them to do. And they put out, which arguably I think what their most beautiful record, which is automatic for the people. So we're going to hear a lot of good stuff. Not a lot of later stuff. Okay. I'm going to be quite honest. Bill Berry left the band and things were kind of rocky in terms of creative output, but that doesn't mean that they still don't have some, some pretty excellent singles. Um, so I'm going to play that. I'm going to play next. So let's, let's go ahead and kick things off, <clears throat> kick off this run here. Um, with the very first song that I actually remember hearing from REM. I was in my parents' bedroom or in the living room, and I had MTV on, and I heard, I saw the video for Fall On Me off of Life Search Pageant, and it literally stopped me in my tracks, and I watched this video, and I was hooked. And that, to this day, remains one of my favorite REM songs. So let's go ahead and check it out. You're listening to Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. Enjoy.
the um i love the backing vocals on that mike mills is a genius when it comes to his his harmonies and um gosh <clears throat> all right so let let's talk a little bit about those three songs there um because those three songs pretty much define my relationship with um with the band right so i i was first introduced to i keep wanting to say radiohead it's not radiohead I was introduced uh, to REM um, by hearing Fall On Me, right? And so that's always been my, that's got a soft spot, soft spot for me. Um, and then we've got Find the River off of Automatic for the People. Um, and then South uh, Central Rain um, off of Reckoning. So let, let, me, let me talk about that track. So <clears throat> I had already obviously known about the band, was already a fan and uh, my sophomore year of high school, maybe. I think it was probably my sophomore year. So a good buddy of mine, uh, his name is Josh Dyer. We were in a, a band together um, and we would practice at his house. Um, and we would, I think he pinched the, the cassette from his older brother, Ed. And we would sit and listen to that album on a loop. Like, I kid you not, for like, it, the first time we got our hands on it, it was for like weeks, Right. And South Central Rain, not only is it a perfect pop song, but again, that like just solidified my love for REM. Like the simplicity of it, the 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 arrangements of 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 the song, the way it's arranged, um, was fantastic. And then we have Find the River off of uh, Automatic for the People, which is 
probably a song that I have the most history with. And um, somebody very special introduced it to me. Well, didn't introduce it to me, but reframed it for me. And it became like sort of our song. And then it sort of became something I couldn't listen to for a very long time um, because it was my fault. Uh, and I, I, I basically ruined it. I ruined the band for both of us for a long time among other artists but this one really hurt um, because that track just had so many callbacks and so many references and so many, so much emotion tied up inside it. It just was really hard for me to listen to, but I listen to it now and I love it, but it, it will forever be tied um, to this person. But I love the story behind Automatic for the People, right? So um, Out of Time came out. They didn't tour behind it, <clears throat> so... They signed a big contract, and then let's back up a little bit. They REM signed a big contract. They went they went to the major labels, um, and they signed a big contract, and then released Green. And Green was already in the can; they had already finished it. And Warner Brothers was like, "We need to sign you, right?" Because they were coming hot off of the one I love, um, off of uh, a Document. <clears throat> they went in the studio on their own dime, recorded Green. And then signed to Warner Brothers, and then Warner Brothers released it, and that was the big, right? That pushed them, pushed them through. Then they went and they recorded, um, uh, and they toured the hell out of Green, and it was very. I actually saw that that tour, and it was it was hard to watch. It was uh, everything was bathed in white light. It was hard to see the band. Uh, there's a great documentary on it uh, or a concert film on it. It, it was very jarring, but it's looking back now, it's so brilliant. So then they go in the studio and they record um, Out of Time. And instead of touring it, they go back in the studio because while they were mixing down Out of Time, they were already doing rough demos for a couple of tracks. I Gosh, I think it was like, I probably have to go and fact check this, but I think it was like Drive, Night Swimming, and maybe Try Not to Breathe. Um, so they did their promotion and then they went for, for out of time and they went back in the studio and this record came out a year later, which was nuts. But the band went back in without Michael Stipe, recorded a bunch of demos and then gave it to him and they returned back to the studio with Scott Litt, who um, produced them for, I don't know, a decade, uh, which is awesome. Now, Scott Litt, if you're a Nirvana fan, you know that Scott Litt was brought in to mix down or sorry, mix up brighten a couple of tracks off of uh, Nevermind before it was released, um, much to the dismay of the band and uh, Butch Vig, who brilliant, brilliantly produced that record. But Scott Litt is a great producer. Um, he really defined, helped define R.E.M. and their sound and kind of how they approach songwriting and really just fantastic. So out of all that, you got back-to-back, out of time, into um, Automatic for the People, which... Again, what do you do when you're got a bunch of expectations around your band and and there's a big big ask of you to deliver another hit? Well, you do whatever the hell you want and you release Drive as your first single off of your follow-up, which was like, what? There's no really any drums. There's hardly any drums on the record and you're like, "Geez, this is crazy." No, it's brilliant is what it is. Um so yeah, and consequently, as our side note, South Central Rain is also Tom York's uh, of Radiohead's favorite track. Uh, 
Because, I mean, this is where you really start to un, you peel back the layers of REM, right? So speaking of, of peeling back layers, let's talk about this next little track we're going to play here, right? So this was it. This is the one, this is the one that propelled them, right, into national consciousness after years of, of playing the college circuit and just being indie darlings on the college circuit and college radio and everyone hyping them. And then they come out with this album that was mixed. Document is not my favorite record of theirs. However, this, this is an absolutely fucking killer track. And I am not surprised that now I'm not going to play. I, I refuse to play the end of the world as we know it. Cause I fucking hate that song, but I'm going to play this one instead because this is the one that pushed them into the top 10. This is the one I love by REM. You're listening to Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio.
put your hair back You get to leave Eleven gallows On your sleeve Shallow figured Winner's paid Eleven shadows Way out of Show the sign.
stand still in travel You feel such peace and absolute stillness still That doesn't end but slowly drifts into sleep The stars are the greatest thing you've ever seen Talking somewhere in the house late spring And you're drifting off to sleep With your teeth in your mouth You are here with me You are here with me You have been here And you are everything I can't even see I'm very scared for this world I'm very scared for me Eviscerate your memory Here's the scene You're in the backseat Laying down the windows Wrap around to the sound Of the travel and the engine All you hear is time Stand still such peace and absolute stillness still that doesn't end but slowly drifts into sleep the greatest thing you've ever seen and they're there for you for you
So such a great track. And it's funny like that, that, so as I mentioned earlier, Reckoning was a, an album that uh, a good friend of mine in high school, um, we kind of stole it from his brother and um, listened to the heck out of it. I think that really informed a lot of what I listened to later on, right? Um, but one cool, th- one interesting thing is, is if you listen to R.E.M. and you listen to their albums over time, you'll see Michael Stipe goes from mumbling and not really enunciating to fully enunciating. Um, it was kind of a joke, like in their early career. Um, and they didn't really print lyrics in their albums until I think green. And then it was world leader. Pretend was like the only one anyway. Uh, so we kicked off that run with the one I love off of document, which was, as I mentioned, the song that their first top 10 single, uh, that kind of put them on the map. And then um, we played Perfect Circle, which that's off their debut album, Murmur. Like, that is such a great uh, indication of what they were capable of, right? Even though I'm not a huge fan of, of, the, produce, of the production. Um, so before, before they started working with Scott Litt, they worked with Mitch Easter and Don Dixon on their first two albums. And... I appreciate the fact that they did the most that they could with what they had, but I feel like they really, Scott Litt really understood them um, and really kind of helped take that sound that they had in their heads and like trend, get that to translate onto tape or CD or wax, whatever you prefer. Um, but I love perfect circle. I listen to that. I mean, I, I, I listen to REM a lot. I listen to that track a lot. Um, after that, we heard You Are the Everything off of Green. Um, they did a pretty good 25th anniversary uh, remaster um, recently, which was is pretty good. Um, that album, it, it's very eclectic, and it's sonically, it's all, all over the map, but I love that that was kind of like what they gave Warner Brothers after they signed that big contract. They're like, great, thanks for, tw- thanks for the $12 million. Here's green. And they're like, what is this? And you're like, dude, trust me. It's going to be great. And it was. Um, I'm going to play Orange Crush a little bit later, which was their first number one single on on rock radio. Uh, and it went on to sell a couple million, like two million copies, which was nuts, right? These were, REM were just an alternative, you know, indie band with a ton of praise from the critics. A really poor distribution deal with IRS records. So, they were signed to IRS. MCA was their distributor and they just weren't getting pushed. And that really was that, that was the frustration that led them to leave IRS. Uh, and when their contract was up, right. IRS also had the, uh, the police, a lot of other bands out of the go-go's. Um, anyway, um, then, okay. So you are the everything. And then we played Texarkana. Okay. I spent a lot of time listening to out of time, a lot. And I was listening to a podcast today called Electric Radio Club. I mentioned it uh, in my last show. Uh, this gal out of the Midwest, her name is Joey. And she was talking about if you could go back in time and be any version of yourself <clears throat> for Halloween, what would you be? And I <clears throat> was thinking about that. I'm like, that's really interesting. And she said she would go back and, and be her 17-year-old self. And I'm like, you know, I really like that was right during this time, right? During out of time um, and uh, automatic for the people, violator, like 
by Depeche Mode. That's a great, I had a great time. I had a great time in high school. I had a great time my junior year. I spent a lot of time listening to music. Um, and we played Texarkana, which is one of my favorite tracks on the record. Obviously, Mike Mills doing some vocal work on that. <clears throat> um, and that bass line is just killer. Um, and then we played a pair of uh, older tracks. So Talk About the Passion, another, another um, track off their uh, debut, Murmur. And then Pretty Persuasion off of Reckoning, um, which, I, you know, I still put that record on. I just let it play. Um, okay, so after the release of um, Automatic for the People, REM felt like we should probably bring the guitars back out, which the guitars were always there. They just, and, and to be clear, you know, uh, if you look back at interviews with Peter Buck, he's like, yeah, you know, we decided to use the mandolin on, you know, um, Losing My Religion, which was like a weird thing for us to do. Well, they actually used it in, on green. They used it in You Are the Everything. So I find that kind of funny that they were pretending like they just started using it and out of time. But anyway, they decided they wanted to get back into rock and um, they put out this record called Monster. It's okay. It was, I don't know. It felt forced a little, I think, to me, even though I love some great songs on I mean, I love some of the songs on there. I also feel like there's some not great songs on it as well, but I kind of felt like it was forced. Like they were trying to recapture something that here's the thing bands. It, it I mean, they, you know, just like Radiohead, just like the Beatles, right. Just like any popular band, you too, you reinvent yourself, your style changes, your, your things that you like and you listen to change. Right. And I think that that was okay. And I feel like monster was an attempt at the band trying to please people other than themselves even though they put it was a pretty decent record but um it's not my favorite of theirs and and I feel like I wish they would have continued down that path that they wanted to after automatic for the people but nonetheless let's go ahead and check out strange currencies um off of uh monster you're listening to black shirt mixtape live on electromagnetic radio <laughs>
currencies And here is my appeal I need a chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance A world, a signal, not a little breath Just to fool myself, catch myself Crazy what you could have had I need it 
Crazy what you could have had. Crazy what you could have had. 
That was a pretty cool run there. I hope you guys are still enjoying this all REM show on Black Shirt Mixtape tonight. Nothing but the hits, folks. Actually, that's not true. I'm not really playing many hits. I'm playing all the songs that I like. Um, <clears throat> so we started that run with Strange Currencies. I, I think I was a little harsh when I was talking about Monster, <clears throat> especially that track. Um, that That's a brilliant single. <clears throat> Sorry, my uh, allergies are acting up and my something I have a frog caught in my throat. All right, so we played Strange Currencies off Monster and then uh, we played the country feed, a track called Country Feedback uh, off of Out of Time. This is actually their demo version of it, which sounds pretty close to the original, but uh, it sounds a little more raw to me. Um, and then we uh, sagged into Finest Work Song off of Document and then we pay, uh, played a pair of back-to-back tracks off Green, right? We played Orange Crush, which was their first number one single. And then we played I Remember California. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just that record. I know I've been singing a lot tonight. 
<clears throat> but that album green really does hold a special place in my heart. I, I remember distinctly like just really, really digging it. Um, so one, one thing that I failed to mention is the band actually is not together anymore. So they officially disbanded in 2011 after the release of um, their last record, which was, let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. Reveal? No. Up? Collapse into Now. Dang it. Yeah, so you had... Collapse into now uh, in 2011, accelerate in 2008, around the sun in 2004. So let's talk about around the sun. I want to play a track called "Leaving New York," which is the most un-REM song I think in their entire catalog. It doesn't even, it doesn't even sound like the band. It's so like uh, adult-oriented radio AOR, right? I don't know, man. Bill Berry, their drummer, left the band in '97 after "New Adventures in Hi-Fi," which was their last, I think their last, their most cohesive record. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's definitely better than all the stuff that came out after it. Um, but I kind of dig Leaving New York as like a pop song. It's great. It's just not R.E.M. Um, I don't know. I, I like that they bowed out and they refused to get back together, which is great. They did reunite when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which... That's a mixed bag, man. People like it. Some people dig it. Some people don't. Like, I don't really give a crap. Like, Radiohead got nominated. They got in, and they sent Ed and Phil. Like, Tom York was like, whatever. I could give two shits about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is pretty political and, you know, very arbitrary sometimes. <clears throat> and they're a little late to the game. But um, R.E.M. were are rightly so inducted. And they did get back together. Uh, Bill Berry did come back and they performed some tracks. And I mean, they did like a John Lennon cover and then played some of their stuff. But, um, and just out of curiosity, I, I have this thing where I, I don't know why I do this, but I always Google everyone's net worth. I don't know why it's so twisted, but as of, who knows if the information is even correct or not, but Michael Stipe is worth 75 million. Not too shabby as of today, as of this year. That's pretty dope. I know he's just chilling, man. No solo record. What the hell, dude? He's got to have a ton of material. I don't know why. Him and Zach De La Roca, no solo records. What is going on? Anyway, while we all ponder that, um, we're going to play, let's play Leaving New York off of their 2004 release, Around the Sun. Enjoy.
remember when I was like talking a lot of shit about Monster and it wasn't that great of a record? Yeah, I definitely was not talking about that track. <clears throat> That's Crushed with Eyeliner. Um, if you don't know, that song was written about Courtney Love. Well, at least the first, the beginning was. She's she's a sad tomato. She's three miles of bad road. I um I love it. That that <laughs> I think that perfectly encapsulates her at that time. This is like around uh, People versus Larry Flint. Oh man, she was so hot. I totally had a thing for her then. Um, now not so much. The lips are just like filler and just but she's anyway. Anyway, um, so we kicked off that run with Leaving New York off of Around the Sun. Uh, again, definitely not. It doesn't seem like an R.A.M. song to me, but it's still a killer single. And then we played, right, The Elephant in the Room, Losing My Religion, the song that made R.E.M. a household name. Um, I love that time. I love that they just were themselves. Uh, like when they would win the awards and stuff, they would just, I think it was MTV Award when he, Michael Stipe went up and he had like 17 T-shirts on with messages on it. It was great. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've we been, if you've been uh, listening this whole time, we've been celebrating the catalog of, of REM, the now defunct REM, Rapid Eye Movement, out of Athens, Georgia. And I love that they were just a, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I love that I got to witness this journey. Um, and this was before internet, right? We had to do a lot of, we had to do research the old-fashioned way by going to the library checking out book now we we had to wait for magazines and fanzines and you know wait for the interview on mtv or whatever there was really no other way um you know to to learn about your favorite bands and you know sharing music was i think that's really the love what what i mean that's the crux of this show sharing songs that i love and just putting it out into the world into my tiny corner of the universe regardless of how many people listen um, I, I don't, I don't take that lightly. I'm very grateful that you guys tune in every other week to listen to me babble on about bands that I love. Um, I was kind of scrolling through social media while I was listening to music and a year ago today, I did it all my old Depeche Mode, uh, show. So I feel like a year from now I'm going to have to, this is going to have to be like an annual thing right after Halloween. Jesse does another themed show. Um, they're fun. I do love... I do love playing my mixtape stuff for you guys, like the normal show, because I, I come across a lot of cool music and um, I love to share it. And I think that's a great way to break bands, right? Not everybody can sell 90 million albums and you know be a household name like R.E.M. Um, what time are we at? All right, we got a little bit of time. Uh, okay, speaking of uh, Courtney Love, People versus Larry Flint. Um, there was also Man on the Moon, right? The Andy Kaufman. I don't know how those, why am I thinking of the two of them? Maybe it was around the same time. Uh, Jim Carrey auto, you know, did the Andy Kaufman movie Man on the Moon and they utilized this track, which I think A is one of their best videos. They weren't, that's one of my favorite videos and B one of my, actually my, my favorite songs. Um, there's so many on automatic for the people. I mean, that just goes to show you what a killer record. It's hard to pick. But I love this track. 
I love that he does his little goofy Elvis impersonation and then laughs at it. And I love that they kept it in the song. You'll have to listen for it. You're listening to Black Shirt Mixtape Live on Electromagnetic Radio. This is R.E.M. Man on the Moon.
kitchen table, folded the newspaper, and silenced the radio. Those creatures jumped the barricades and are headed for the sea.
So that is um, probably my favorite uh, post Bill Berry track. That is, I've been high off of uh, Reveal. Um, there's an acoustic version that I could not find. I had it. I had it on my one of my iPods. That's no longer working. Um, but yeah, I love that track. Um, well, you know that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, so we 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 played I've Been High. Uh, we played Belong, which, again, what a, just a great song. And the chorus is just not even words. It's just, you know, just singing, humming. Uh, love that. And then, of course, Me and Honey with the great Kate Pearson of the B-52s uh, sharing uh, vocal duties with Michael Stipe. So, yes, that brings us to the end of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you love, uh, you know, obviously... Um, I stayed away from some of the bigger songs, but I felt like I gave you guys a, a peek into songs that I love uh, by R.E.M. and songs that have meant a lot to me over the years, uh, just as much as the band has. So thank you all for joining me on this uh, sonic journey. If you missed this show or any show by any of the electromagnetic family DJs, you can uh, find it if you go to our website, em-radio.com. At the bottom, there's a Mixcloud um, link. You can go ahead and find all the shows, including mine there. You can also check my social media out tomorrow. There's a link tree on my Instagram. It's uh, at hey Jesse, and it's hey with five Ys underscore Jesse. You can... Uh, get access to my link tree, which will take you to listen to this broadcast on any streaming platform that you prefer. 
um, as well as uh, everything else that I'm up to here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So I'm going to send you guys on your way with uh, one final track um, on off of Automatic for the People, uh, one of my favorites. So I hope you guys enjoy. And remember, be kind to one another because it's free.